Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Uncommon Sense. So on this episode, I always start it that way. Okay, so on this episode, but on this episode, I do want to talk about Trump's town hall on CNN because it was extremely awesome. It was extremely funny to me. Um, and I also want to talk about the rape allegations against Trump made by this extremely, um, I'm trying to be nice, this extremely ugly lady who has on like on live television on Anderson Cooper's show said that she thinks that rape is sexy and it's like a fantasy that uh, she has. So, um, you know, if, if you're fantasizing about rape and then you're literally alleging that Donald Trump raped you, I just, I mean, did you enjoy yourself? Like, I don't know what to make of that, but I do want to play the video of her saying that, um, on, uh, again, Anderson Cooper's show on CNN. And I want to play some of the clips in case you guys didn't get a chance to watch the CNN town hall with Trump. And my favorite part from this whole thing was really when Trump whipped out his receipts, his tweet receipts of like things that he had said on January 6th when this very young, very unknown, like I had never heard of this moderator ever before in my life. I would like to know what her qualifications were for even being on a stage with somebody at the level and of the stature of Donald Trump, you know, past president. I don't know. Current, actually. Current, if he were the real, if, if our rightful president was is still in office, then he would, you know, he's still our president. So I don't know what qualifications she, she really seemed so young and inexperienced to me. And maybe that's what CNN is going for these days because she did have her little earpiece in and she was like being fed things to say she kept interrupting trump it was a, an overall it was just a whole hot mess um for her but everybody there is this consensus that trump did an excellent job everybody has been calling it a quote-unquote home run for donald trump he did really really well and i think it's important to note that you know trump doesn't have to be doing any of this trump is a billionaire he could be sitting on a beach in palm beach drinking pina coladas if he did drink but he doesn't because his brother was an alcoholic and i think died of that so trump is doesn't even drink but he could be chilling out on a beach like totally just letting the country have what it wants which appears to be you know self-destruction it seems like everybody wants to not have morals not have faith not have you know a badass country and not be cool like but trump's not doing that he is fighting back at every single turn no matter what they try to do to him to try to take him down and to try to push him out of running for president they are trying to push him out of being able to run for president. Why did they impeach him before for these stupid things? Um, if they weren't trying and they were trying, they were really trying there at the end of his presidency to make sure that he was never able to run again. They raided Trump's residence. Like, they are really trying to make sure 
that Trump is not able to run, although he is running. Trump just doesn't have to be doing any of this. He doesn't have to keep pushing and keep fighting, but he chooses to. And I have told you guys before, I, a few months ago, was still, you know, thinking maybe Ron DeSantis is the way. Maybe Ron DeSantis is our guy. He's young. You know, he has the right policies. He is attractive enough to get a lot of the female votes. I mean, there are a lot of women that vote for Democrat candidates because Democrats pretend to be for women. They are waving their feminism flags. They are, you know, a lot of women love abortion because a lot of women are, you know, not biblical and they are not moral. They're generally, you know, hideous, but they love their casual sex and they don't really want to have to take on the commitment or responsibility of taking birth control or using condoms and so they are very much for murdering their own children because, you know, they can't be they can't be held responsible for their actions. No, no, no accountability for leftist women. But a lot of women do vote for Democrats. And a lot of I've seen a lot of women on Twitter who have been saying a lot of women on the right who have been saying things like, I don't know if the 19th Amendment was really a good idea. Maybe we just we just do away with it and we let the men fix the problem. I am of the mindset that like maybe that, you know, is maybe something that we should do. I'm not going to say that I don't think that that's definitely not like a good idea. Hold on, a lot of negatives there. I'm not going to say that I don't think that that's a bad idea. Yeah, I don't I'm not going to say that I don't think that that's not a bad idea, but I don't think it's the best idea that I've ever heard. I think that if men were if we were to do away with the 19th amendment, it would just be for a little while, like it would just be to get women back into this headspace of sanity. A lot of women just are so brainwashed by the progressive side of everything into thinking that killing your own children is good for you. It helps you. It's wonderful. It's liberating, but it's not. Um and a lot of these women you know, also just want to focus on their careers. And I can't say that I'm not a woman that focuses on her career, but it's not the only thing that you have in your life. And it's really not all that fulfilling. If you really sit down and think about it, your, your legacy is your family. And I think that a lot of the women are, you know, these days they just, they just struggle with understanding what is and isn't important. But back to what I was saying, I think that a lot of women, you know, I, I was thinking that a lot of women would maybe vote for Ron. It seems to be this thing that a lot of women, you know, because women like this E. Jean Carroll lady, who again, looks like a complete Neanderthal, like, I just don't buy that Trump tapped that. I don't buy it. I don't buy, I don't buy it. Um, I just think that if you're Donald Trump, you have a lot of options and you don't need to stoop to the level of E. Jean Carroll. I'm just going to say, I don't think that he would have ever selected her. And I think he said exactly that. He said he, she wouldn't have been my first choice. And then he said to the person asking him the question, he said, and, and you wouldn't be my first choice either. So I thought that was really funny. Um, you know, I'm not, I'm not the type of person that's going to make light of rape. I have friends from college who were sexually assaulted. I'm not a person that's going to be like, okay, that is okay. But this is not a real life situation. 
location where where this even happened. I'm going to right now. I want to play the clip of E. Jean Carroll talking about how rape is sexy and how people fantasize about it, because I want you guys to hear from her own mouth what she has said about rape. And then the fact that she, you know, continued to allege that Trump raped her. It's just like, what are we supposed to make of all of this? Um, and I still think it's incredibly irresponsible for, you know, the courts to have found Trump liable even. And again, that's not the same thing as a conviction. So a lot of people, a lot of leftists have been all over Twitter saying, oh, Trump's a convicted rapist, but he's not. He's been held liable. He has to pay her $5 million for this thing that didn't happen where she, even if it had, would have, it sounded like, enjoyed herself. So I think that the whole thing is a complete circus, just like things generally are a complete circus on the left. But, you know, don't take it from me. Don't take it from me. Y'all don't even need to take it from me. Let's play the video of E. Jean Carroll saying that she thinks that rape is sexy. Don't feel like a victim. I was not thrown on the ground and ravished, which the word rape carries so many sexual connotations. This was not, this was not sexual. It just, it, it hurt. It just, what, it just, you know. Well, I think most people think of rape as a, I mean, it is a violent assault. It is not. I think most sexual. people think of rape as being sexy. Mm. Let's take a short break. Think of the fantasies. Mm. We're going to take a quick break. If you can stick around, we'll talk more on the other side. You're fascinating to talk to. <laughs> What's going on? What's going on? What's going on? What is that? Um, anyway, so obviously she's like, she's a crazy lady and she thinks that rape is like a sexy thing. So I just don't understand why she's being paid $5 million by Donald Trump forcibly because, you know, this is just such a public thing to go on Anderson Cooper's show and have said this where millions of people I'm assuming saw it. Um, you know, it's just kind of like, how is this not brought into the court? And then Trump is instantly, you know, declared innocent and, and just set loose and like he gets to be Donald Trump and not pay her $5 million for this obvious um, outright lie. So I just think that, you know, if it had been somebody who was more convincing, who wasn't going on CNN and saying rape is sexy, then maybe, you know, maybe there would be something to latch on to and, and a reason to wonder, you know, did this happen? But it's not the case with this. Trump is 100% not a convicted rapist as so many leftist progressives on the internet are saying that is, you know, the left is always talking about misinformation and disinformation. Well, that's exactly what that is. And I hope that the Twitter community notes really goes hard after all of those false claims because they're not true. Trump has been held liable um, for this and he's going to have to pay her $5 million for, again, this outright very obvious lie. But anyway, I want to move into the CNN Trump town hall um, because I think it's very fascinating that Trump decided to go on CNN and do this in the first place. Like he is literally Daniel in the lion's den right now. And he just doesn't have any bothers to give. Like he just knows that they are completely after him as they have been for very many years. Um, they're trying to thwart his ability to be in power, to have control. You know, let's just remember how beautiful the economy was doing under Trump. Let's just remember, let's just recall 
how excellently everything was being run under Trump, how much safer we were, how much lower prices on gas and groceries and everything else was like everything was going so much better under Trump objectively. Even if you did not like Trump, you have to you have to admit that everything was exponentially better under Trump than it is right now under Biden. Biden isn't even leading us. And every time that he says, they told me I can't say that, then you should know that it's not him that's actually leading us. We don't actually know who is in charge of Joe Biden. Why is he always saying, they told me I can't say that. They told me not to do that. They told me this. They told me that. Who are they? Who are they? Like, who is who is they? Like, what, what are they doing? <laughs> Why are they telling our president what to do? You're the president, sir, supposedly, quote unquote. But we're going to meander our way into the Trump CNN town hall because I think it was fascinating. I think it was, again, a home run for Donald Trump. And that's what everybody is saying. And I think that there is a shift happening in the nation right now where, and I was shocked to see that even a lot of the people that were in the CNN town hall audience were cheering for Trump. They were laughing at his jokes. Even the more leftist people and the progressive side of everything, like they're starting to, they're starting to be able to relate to Trump and they're starting to understand, okay, maybe Trump has some common sense policies that we just weren't paying attention to before. Maybe like the state of the nation is really bad and maybe our TVs are lying to us and maybe even CNN is lying to us and maybe we should support the guy that has this extremely successful business and has for many decades and was really running the country very well. So I thought it was very funny that a lot of the, you know, progressive leftist people were also like laughing and clapping and and being, you know, team Trump in the audience of the CNN town hall. I think that that is telling as to, you know, which direction the culture is heading. I think that that means it's headed in a, a good direction. CNN was not going to allow just anybody to come in and, you know, listen to Trump. They always have a narrative to, to push. Um, and so I think that there's a shift happening and I think that it's a good shift. And I think that we're finally starting to head into, okay, maybe we're, we're starting to see, okay, we need to go into save America mode. Um, and so we're going to talk about the Donald Trump CNN town hall now. into everything i just want to remind you guys about police coffee because on this podcast we care about the police and we care about coffee and if you don't i don't want to say you can't listen to my podcast but you should probably go to the doctor and get yourself checked out because if you don't like coffee something is probably wrong with you and i just think you should go get yourself looked at um but police coffee is a really good brand they have a lot of different brews that you can check out but their coffee is an officer owned business dedicated to crafting the finest coffee and blends and shipped as soon as they are made to provide you with the freshest coffee available. Each batch is roasted fresh by people who know what it means to stay vigilant and their specialty coffees do not waste a drop when flavor is concerned. I can vouch for that. Their coffee is some of the best that you can find and it will also help serve an important cause, giving back to the community. Um, A portion of their profits goes towards helping family members of police officers who fell in the line of duty. So it's a good cause. It's good coffee. Definitely check it out. There are a lot of really good roasts. 
And if y'all do check it out, let me know what you think and let me know what brew you got. And also, if you go soon, you can get 10% off of your first order. Okay, so without further ado, let's jump in to the Trump CNN town hall. Again, I am so shocked that Trump decided to go do a CNN town hall. But I think that Trump is really at this place right now in his, you know, political career where I still don't view him as a politician. And that is, again, why I am back on the Trump train. I had to do this pros and cons list. I was like, okay, here's what Ron has done. Here's what Trump has done. Here is how politician-y Ron is. Here's how politician-y Trump is. And all the time, I keep coming up with more pros for Trump than I do for Ron. Um, Ron is a politician. That's just the, the fact of the matter. He's a good politician. He's, he's doing good with his power, but that he is a politician. And I do not think that Ron is going to be able to pull the amount of support that is required to win the 2024 presidential election, and especially because the Democrats are going to cheat again. On the last episode, I was talking about how I'm very excited that it sounds like Trump is willing to cheat back in order to, you know, take the the presidency. I stand by what I said, even though I got into a lot of trouble on a Twitter spaces talking to some other people about this, and everybody was like, no, we can't cheat back. We can't cheat back. We cannot. We're going to beat the cheaters by playing fair. I don't believe in that. I don't think that that is um, realistic. I don't think it's logical. I don't think it makes any sense. And I think that, you know, a lot of people on Twitter spaces are very, you know, not um, wrongfully so, like concerned about what Elon and the other Twitter people and even like, you know, government people, if they ever get a hold of the, you know, new, if there's like a new Twitter files thing that happens if Elon leaves and they get a hold of all the things that you ever said on Twitter spaces, like there's a valid fear to be had for saying unpopular things. Okay. I say unpopular things all the time. I am just not afraid of saying unpopular things because I know how to make my own way. I don't really need the approval of anybody and I can't imagine self-censoring myself to please other people um, or even to protect myself. Like I don't, I just don't see the world that way. I, I see so much beauty in being honest and having your own opinions and, you know, definitely being able to pack those up, but just not having any sort of echo chamber or peer pressure into how you think or what you say. Um, and so anyway, on this, on this space, I was basically saying, you know, I don't think that it's a bad thing to cheat. I don't think it's a bad thing to cheat, to take power away from cheaters. I mean, they stole the presidency. I think that a lot of people still think that, well, that is just lunacy. It didn't, it, especially people, you know, progressives, they're just like, that just didn't happen. It's impossible for that to happen. Is it also impossible for the government to give a bunch of black people syphilis and kill them? Because that happened. That definitely happened. There's a lot of things that have happened, um, you know, that the government has done that a lot of people just, you, people are so, um, they just want to believe that the government has their best interest at heart. And I think it's a self-preservation thing or this imaginary self-preservation thing where people like to believe, like, if I fail, at least the government will have my back. And it's like, no, they don't and they won't and they never will and they never should because they're going to let you down um, much further than you could ever let yourself down. And that is just history. That is literally, if you look at history of any country, especially any communist country, the government, especially communist nations, 
with their governments who claim that they're going to be there for the little guy. They are always taking from the little guy and they are always giving to the head honchos and then they are oppressing all of the other people. But anyway, um, you know, I basically found myself making this pros and cons list for both Ron and Trump. And I came to the conclusion that Trump has made very few mistakes. He has made a few mistakes, but he has made very few mistakes. And I just think that it would be better and ideal if Ron were running as his VP. Honestly, I don't know if that's a possibility now. Um, you know, but I, that was the ideal scenario in my head for a very long time. And really it still is, even though it's probably not, you know, a realistic wish at this point, but you know, that's what I was hoping for. That's what I would like to see. Um, because it would, it just makes the most sense to me. You have Trump go in, he has a second term, he finishes, he fixes the nation that Joe Biden has ruined. And then Ron would be able to run twice after that. That's three terms where we could have sane people in office. I do think that I am still a little bit apprehensive about, you know, how establishment is Ron. It does bother me that a lot of people in DC do not hate Ron. I've said that before. Um, I don't know if it's because he's new or because he's a little bit more polite than Trump. I don't know what it is. Um, he's definitely a, a more polished than Trump. He's definitely more quote unquote elite esque, you know, like the people in DC. So I think that they would feel more comfortable. I also, I also think that they are, they see his youth, you know, he's relatively young compared to these other elderly people that are running for office. Um, I think that they think that he's younger and would be more manipulatable. And like, I don't think that they just, they're just not afraid of him. So I don't think that it's Ron's time. I think that maybe Ron's time will come. Um, but I think there's more to figure out about Ron. And I think that Trump is just coming back really strong and really hard. And it does seem like he's pulling a lot of independence. He's pulling a lot of his base back who, again, I had an issue with some of the ways in which Trump handled COVID. I was not uh, ecstatic to see him not fire Fauci. I wasn't loving the vaccine, but Trump never enforced anything. He wasn't like putting out these mandates for the vaccine. Even when Trump got COVID himself, he was taking ivermectin, which he was one of the few people saying, oh, look, you know, this very cheap drug will beat COVID. But the big pharma people don't want you to know about that because it's cheap and it's not big pharma and it's not going to line their pockets. So even even when COVID was happening, even when Donald Trump had COVID, he was still pushing for things that would help the people who were the least of these. And I think that that is, you know, a, a Christian stance to have. Um, and so I just, I just had to do this pros and cons list and it came up as Trump. But after this town hall, the CNN town hall, I am more back on the Trump train than ever before because he handled it so well. Again, this moderator was so young, never heard of her. The absolute audacity she had to keep talking over Trump, like where's the respect. In China, I have a lot of bad things to say about China when it comes to communism and the CCP and how they're treating their people and how they abuse Muslims. I don't even like Muslims, but don't abuse them. It's not like you don't have to do that. Um, you know, I I think that there is a lot of respect in China for elders. And I hate in America how it seems like we're losing that. It was just really repulsive to me to see how she was, you know, and Trump doesn't even seem super old because he's very, you know, he, he keeps his spirit and he keeps his 
energy and he it just seems like he's like the energizer bunny or something um you know but still he is he is older than you she's she was very young i was like why are you talking over him oh, clearly just to be rude he ended up calling her a nasty person and she and she was um but i i do think that there's something to be said for having respect for your elders and she definitely didn't have that and the audience didn't like that either everybody was just like whoa what are you doing like can you chill out like why are you such a brat um and she was a brat but i don't really want to go over exactly everything that happened i don't want to just describe all of the things that happened to you guys i would rather have you guys listen to what trump said uh, during this town hall and listen to the questions coming from the audience and listen to how this moderator was talking to trump um and i really wish that it had been a longer town hall i think it was supposed to be uh they ended up going to commercial break i think two times normally that doesn't happen in a town hall i don't know if they were realizing at cnn oh trump's doing such a great job we can't have him have more airtime than he absolutely has to so let's go to a break i don't know if that's what happened um but it's Seemed like they cut it short too so it seemed like they understood that trump was you know winning the approval of the public and they wanted to shut it down i think that they thought i think i genuinely think that cnn thought okay we're gonna corner him he's gonna embarrass himself because look at all these things that are happening this woman has accused him of rape even though she has said on her own anderson cooper show that she likes rape and rape is sexy but he is probably thrown and if we corner him in a town hall then he will be <laughs> nervous and he'll be scared and he'll be taken aback and he'll and he'll have all these gaffes but he didn't he really didn't <laughs> and he owned it he owned the moderator he owned the event he talked about the important issues he had his receipts for j6 and the stuff that he said about hey guys stay peaceful don't tear the city down um and anybody can go to donald trump's twitter it's an archive he still has all of his tweets on there you can go see what he said about j6 and how he was telling everybody even the day before it happened hey stay peaceful we're the side of law and order do not do anything rash um so i thought it was so cool how he had <laughs> printed out his tweets and put them in his like coat pocket and pulled them out when she brought that up and he was like well let me whip these out real quick and let's just go over that um so trump is he understands like how much danger our nation is in. And he said that in the town hall too. He said, this is a very sad thing to watch. It's a sad thing to watch our country. I just really go to ruins like this. And I mean, I don't even know if he wants to run. I, I everybody was like, I don't know if even, it didn't seem like he even wanted to run in 2016. Trump has a billionaire lifestyle. He doesn't have to do this. It's a lot of stress. He didn't take any of the money, none of the presidential salary. He donated a ton of his money to even do his uh, 2016 campaign. I'm sure he's going to be doing that again. Um, you know, this is really counterintuitive to the joy of Donald Trump. But he sees, he sees what's happening to our country. He doesn't want to see people get hurt. And he also said that about Ukraine and Russia when this moderator kept saying, well, which side, which side do you take, Ukraine or Russia? And he was like, I just want to see people stop dying. And why isn't that a good enough answer? She kept pressuring him. She was like, take a side. Why don't you like that we're sending Ukraine weapons? And he was like, I just don't want to see anyone die. Why isn't that a good enough stance to take? Why do we have to pick a side and want everybody to get hurt? Why can't we... And it's just shocking that the left is always saying that they're the party of unity and tolerance and acceptance and love and compassion. 
And then they just want you to say, which side do you take? Which people do you want to get murdered? And it's like, no, we don't want anybody to get hurt. And that is what Trump said. And I thought it was a beautiful answer. But I'm going to play some videos, including that one, um, so that you can guys can hear for yourselves in case you didn't get to see the town hall or not get to see all of it. Um, I just think that it was it was a pretty monumental town hall. Um, and it is it is to me, it seems like a very big turning point for our nation, not just for the people who sort of got off the Trump train like myself, but a lot of people in the middle and even on the left who are just kind of like disillusioned by their leadership, um, quote unquote, again, because Kamala Harris and Joe Biden, would you really call that leadership? Um, and they're just like, maybe, you know, maybe there was something to Trump. Maybe there just was. So I'm going to play a few of those clips now. Back to what happened on that day. You he said did you not say that. You, he has testified that, Mr. He President. He did not say that. But you said you weren't very involved that day. You did tell your supporters to come to Washington. You tweeted about it, about that speech that happened on the rally. Am I so allowed when to they, say that? When they went to the Capitol and they were breaking into the Capitol, smashing windows, injuring police officers, why did you? Why did it take you three hours to tell them to go home? I don't believe it did. Oh, let me pull it out. I have to pull it out. <laughs> so, so if you look at on January 5th, the day before, I said, please support our Capitol Police and law enforcement. They are truly on the side of our country. Stay peaceful. Stay peaceful. This was the day before, and this was in the form of Twitter. Now use truth, truth social. I think it's far superior, okay? I hope everybody's on truth. I hope everybody's on truth. Uh, if you look, January 6th, this is at 2, before 2.30. I am asking for everyone at the U.S. Capitol to remain peaceful. This is right after, as it was happening. But what happened is they took it down. I don't know why. I think they took it down because it was so good. They didn't like it being up there. I am asking, this is, and we didn't know until I got it back because now I have 90 million people waiting for me to go back, but I'm on truth and I'm staying on truth. Listen, I am asking for everyone at the U.S. Capitol to remain peaceful. No violation. It's, we want no violation. We want no violence. Remember, we are the party of law and order. Respect the law and our great men and women in blue. Thank you. That was at 2.30. That was very early. Mr. President, I looked at the same timeline that you did. Once no, no, it was but you clear, didn't report that. You know why? Because it was We did report down. it. I, I was reporting that It was that taken thing. down and it wasn't. But when it was clear. Do y'all see how many times she interrupted him? Like, this is literally so disrespectful. I mean, even if you're not like a younger elder situation, it's just a respect thing that if you invite a former president on your show, maybe like on your um whatever, your channel, like it's like have the respect to not be a complete interrupter. Like, why are you interrupting the former president while he's trying to answer the questions that you're asking him? Like, it's a little bit rude. She just seems very much like an un educated young girl who had the right connections who got her little gig at cnn and someone said you get to be the moderator for this trump town hall and she just literally butchered it like it's just really shocking how bad of a job she did um but i really that's like my favorite clip from the entire town hall because it's it's amazing that he uh his team had the foresight i guess it was him his team i don't know somebody had the foresight to print out trump's tweet from the january 6th stuff and 
and have him put it in his jacket pocket so that he could just whip it out and say, well, actually, it looks like you're wrong. And here's why. And here's what I actually said. And it was funny how she was also like, well, I looked at the same timeline that you did. And she was still, even though he was reading his tweets and giving the timestamps, she was still like, no, it's not true. Um, Don't tell me the media doesn't gaslight people. Okay. Don't tell me. Y'all can all go look at that yourselves on Twitter and see the timestamp and see what he said about, you know, respecting law enforcement and not being violent. These are all things that happen. I definitely want to play a few more of these clips. Um, I want to play one right now. I'm going to play another one. Might play one more and then I'm going to wrap it up. But I think you guys can tell. I think you guys can tell that Trump is he's he's back on. He's back on his Trump shiz and he is it seems like he's more fearless than ever and I think that's a bad news for the establishment but great news for us. Great news for the country and thank God we have Trump because you know I really just I'm sorry for all of the Ron supporters that listen to my podcast but I don't think he's ready and I don't think he's going to pull the support needed to beat you know a cheating left right now I just don't I just don't believe it and I don't think he'd be willing to to cheat back and I again when I was doing this other spaces thing with people and they were like Jenny what are you talking about that's not that's immoral okay how do you beat immoral people other than to stoop to their level and then to change the laws and then to make it to where nobody can cheat ever again? I would like for somebody to logically and rationally explain that process to me because I would like to understand. I would like to do everything morally. I would like to do everything, you know, the right and upright way, but it doesn't look like that's going to be a possibility. And I, it's a much less scary outcome than what it could come to in this country. And I think everybody knows what I'm talking about, but because Apple and Spotify don't want me to talk about certain things that start with W and end with R, I just will say that things could get to a level that we don't want it to get to. And I would rather, I would rather cheat back and change the laws than it to ever get to that point. So even though everybody attacked me on that spaces, I was just like, okay, well, this is how I feel. And I haven't changed my mind, but it was really like the words it themselves like scared these people. I was like ballot harvesting and they were like, <gasps> It's like, I, I don't know. I just don't know how to apologize for this because I don't feel bad about it. I really don't feel bad about cheating if somebody's cheating against me. And if, if they want to play that way, if you want to play dirty, I can play much, much dirtier. And I will. And then I'm going to figure out a way after that to make it more moral, you know, thence, thence forward. Is that a word? I don't know. Henceforward is. Thence forward, it will be moral. But I will cheat back and I will play dirty, much dirtier than you to get there. So anyway, that's how I feel and that's what I'm sticking to. Okay, so we're going to play a few more clips and then again I'm going to wrap it up. But I want to play I want to play the clip of Trump talking about the allegations, rape allegations from this E Jean Carroll woman because the young <laughs> uneducated moderator uh, brought this up during the town hall and I think it's important for you guys to hear, you know, how Trump <laughs> responded to it. Um, you know, I also want to just remind everybody um, you know, that and you listen to that you listen to the clip that I played earlier but in that same interview with Anderson Cooper that E. Jean Carroll did uh, she was saying it wasn't sexual it wasn't sexual it just did hurt like what is she talking about you can't rape somebody unless it's sexual and what is what is it hurt what and I, just for the record just Trump would not touch her with a 10 foot pole okay I just think that it's important for everybody to remember the way that she 
she looks. So anyway, everybody's going to think that's really, really rude, but look at how outrageous her claims are and the things that she said since then. Okay. I would like to know how a rape is not sexual. I would just like to know. Okay. That's what I want to know. But now we're going to play this video clip and this is Trump's response when the moderator brought this up during the town hall. Significant verdict that was reached yesterday. I know this is something you want to weigh in on as well. Manhattan jury found that sure. you sexually abused the writer E. Jean Carroll and defamed her. You've denied this, but what do you say to voters who say it disqualifies you from being president? Well, there aren't too many of them because my poll numbers just came out; they went up. Okay. <laughs> I think I'm, I think I'm, I'm the only person in history who had a charge like that. And the, usually, you, you leave office, you say, "I'm sorry, but I'm going to back home." I'm back to my family and everything. I'm going to be resigned. My poll numbers went up and they went up with the other fake charge too. Because what's happening is they're doing this for election interference. This woman, I don't know her. I never met her. I have no idea who she is. I had a picture taken years ago with her and her husband, nice guy, John Johnson. He was a newscaster, a very nice man. She called him an ape, happens to be African-American, called him an ape. The judge wouldn't allow us to put that in. Her dog, or her cat was named Vagina. The judge wasn't allowed to put that in. All of these things. He, but with her, they can put in anything. Access this Hollywood. This is a jury of nine people who found right. you liable of sexual abuse. Do you think that, that that will deter women from voting for you? No, I don't think so. Sorry, I think there were some notifications going off while I was playing that. But um, anyway, uh, yeah. So he said, my poll numbers went up and everybody loves me even more because they re they realize how absolutely ludicrous this is. Um, and you'll y'all probably also noticed how the crowd again this progressive more progressive you know cnn's not having all republicans come listen to this um they were just laughing and they were like in agreement that this is absolutely asinine like it's an insane thing um normally the left would have a lot of issues with someone saying something racist like calling your black husband an ape but the moderator didn't follow up on that or have anything to say about that because they only really care about all of these people that they claim to care about when it is politically expedient and helpful for them to do so. So it was also really weird how he, like Trump wasn't allowed to bring his own like things into this court. <laughs> like he said that she named her dog vagina. Like that's a weird leftists are so perverted and weird. Usually like they have no, they just have no, I don't want to say they have no God in them because we're all created in the image of God, but they don't, they don't have morals and they just haven't, and they don't care about God's commands for the world. I mean, they are so gross and I, it's so wild to me how so many people can look at people like that and think, yeah, you're normal. I like you like that's just a weird lady she's a weird creepy lady and also there was a tweet that she put out that I found today and it was kind of circulating Twitter I hope it gets more traction but it was a tweet where she had shared an article and she was basically saying people all want sex or money from you and it's like that was a tweet that she put out in 2016 and now she is you know pretending that she was raped uh, but it wasn't a sexual rape and now she's getting five million dollars from Trump. So I don't know. I think that you can find out a lot about people pretty easily. You can figure out their character pretty quickly if you're actually like researching them. Um, and so that was just very telling to for me to have found that today. And I've been sharing it around and I encourage you guys to do the same. I'll actually put the link below in the description of this episode so that you guys can see it and share it around because I do think it's important for people to, you know, see 
see what people are about, especially people that are making these outrageous claims that, you know, and they're trying to affect the outcome of elections as if their side isn't already going to be cheating a lot. Um, But again, you know, we'll cheat back. Don't worry. Don't worry. I'm not above it. I am not above beating dirty cheaters by playing their own game, changing the laws so that if you do do that in the future, like the repercussions will be so monumental that you wouldn't even dare. Okay. So speaking about, you know, the results of elections, the, the stupid, stupid moderator also brought up, you know, will you accept the results of the 24 presidential election? Trump, will you accept it? Will you say that you will accept it right now in front of everybody in front of the whole world? She was like, accept the election that hasn't happened where we haven't seen if there's any cheating. You haven't seen if we tried to cheat again. Will you commit to accepting the results of the 24 presidential election right here, right now? And she kept pestering him to answer this question. You can't, you can't say no, no one sane would say, oh yeah, I'm going to totally accept it. Not knowing how it's going to go, especially after how 2020 went, where everybody is still wondering how bad was the cheating. It's no, it's no longer a question of was there cheating or was there not cheating? It's how much cheating was there and how much of an effect did it have on the results? Um, that is just absolutely crazy that she was like trying to get him to commit, you know, right now to accepting that, especially after 2020, y'all need to watch 2000 mules if you haven't seen that i'll also put a link to that in the description for this episode but y'all do need to watch that um i don't know where else y'all can see really all of the evidence and you know where it's put together so well i think that it's a really good thing for you guys to to watch and the right really needs to get into the habit of making even more documentaries about all of these wild corrupt things that are happening in our government if we really want to see some changes then we better put that magnifying glass over these evil pieces of you know what um sometimes i get really really fired up. <laughs> um, but it's serious stuff and it does need to be exposed so that we can really get back on track in the nation. We're, we're not, we're headed so quickly into a spiral that we're not going to be able to dig ourselves out of unviolently. And that is what another thing I was trying to say on this space is where everybody was like, no, we don't condone violence here. It's like, no, we don't condone violence. It's not a fun thing. It's not a fun thing. Violence isn't fun. War is not fun. Um, I don't advocate for that either. But the reality of the situation is that our country is drowning under under communist waves of torture and lies and abuse and manipulation and gaslighting, and it's constant. Um, and we're going to have to we're going to have to play we're going to have to play their game their way in order to beat them in order to crush them and then to change the laws so that nobody can ever cheat again. They just wouldn't dare. Um, that is what I advocate for. And there are a lot of people who I, I just, I do everything on my own. I'm an independent everything. So I don't have a label telling me, I can't tell you guys all of this. I don't want to freak everybody out, but I'm not going to be like the captain on the Titanic who was just like, tell them everything is okay. Everything is not okay. And we're in a really, really bad place. And depending on how the 24 election goes, we could potentially be in an irredeemable place. And I would like to not see that happen. I would really, really like to not see that happen. Also, I wasn't going to even say war on this episode. Hey, Spotify. Hey, Apple. Don't kick me off. Don't kick me off. I'm just here. I'm just expressing my opinions. Am I allowed to do that? I thought that was another funny thing (laughs) um, that Trump said in this town hall. He was like, am I allowed to say that? We need to get back to a place where we are not afraid of saying what we're really thinking and we're not self-censoring ourselves so to everybody that was on that spaces and was just like oh we don't we don't advocate for violence on this on this podcast on this little twitter spaces show it's like okay 
that's fine. And I liked everybody, most of the people on that spaces. Just understand that I'm not going to be able to censor myself or any of you guys. So before you even have me on a Twitter spaces, maybe think about the fact that I don't filter my opinions. And I, I'm, I'm mad. <laughs> it makes me mad when people don't recognize the severity of the situation happening to our nation and how important it really is to, to correct course. So it makes me, it makes me angry because I don't like violence. I do not like the idea of war. I have seen a lot of movies about war. My grandfather fought in World War II. It is not something to be taken lightly, but it is something that everybody needs to understand happens and it's happened historically and it's never going to stop happening because human beings are always going to be corrupt and evil and there's always going to be good men that are trying to, you know, put an end to all of the wickedness. So very long winded, but we're going to play this clip of Trump um, talking about how he's not going to, you know, commit to accepting the results of the 24 election until he sees how it goes and if they're, you know, how much cheating happens. If you are the Republican nominee and you are in that 2024 race, will you commit tonight to accepting the results of the 2024 election? Yeah, if I think it's an honest election, absolutely I would. Will you commit to accepting the results of the election regardless of the outcome? You want me to answer it again? If I think it's an honest election, I would be honored to. And right now we are so far ahead of both Democrat and Republican and you know what? If I don't win, this country is going to be in big trouble. It's so sad to see what's happening. But no commitment there on the accepting the results regardless of the it's, outcome. If it's an honest election, correct. Okay, I will. so not committing to accepting the 2020 election results or acknowledging what happened in 2020. Go President ahead. Trump, I want to thank you for coming here tonight. This is an important conversation. I love how she like tried to merge it into being normal. She was like, okay, let me ask you a million times and be annoying. And then I'm going to thank you for coming on. Uh, let me play another one. I want to play his reaction to the Ukraine question because she also put a lot of pressure on him to take a side, which I thought was weird uh, because, you know, the wars between Ukraine and Russia. So why do we have to like, why do we have to pick a side? I mean, I have kind of been, you know, tongue in cheek, kind of like siding with Russia just because like on the Internet and sometimes, you know, out and about, I'll just be like, yeah, I'm team Russia because if they're t like trying to force me to be on Ukraine's side, the government, then I have some questions. Like, why? Why do I have to be Team Ukraine? Right now, they're trying to make a like a state church, like a one state church. Y'all know how I feel about Catholicism. I, I think that people have to be free to choose their religion. Again, I have a lot of strong opinions about Islam. I think that that is a very wicked, evil religion because of how they treat women, because of how they marry off very young girls, because of how a lot of the men are pedophiles and they're abusive and they're manipulative and they think that it gives them a sense of power and they're very weak beta males for the most part is how I view Islam people, particularly men. I don't think that the women and children are, I think that they're just brainwashed. Um, but it seems like Ukraine is trying to brainwash people with this one state church and and one state media. And it's not like, I mean, if you actually research some things, then maybe you'll p take a side that the government doesn't want you to take. If the government wants me to support Ukraine and they have all of that going on. And, and Zelensky, by the way, is not y'all's wonderful hero. He is, he is a very bad guy and it is definitely a hundred percent money laundering that is happening. Um, and I don't know how people don't see that. And I don't know how more people aren't mad about that because it is our money that they're money laundering. And you know, it's, 
it's all of our tax dollars. So why, why don't we, you know, have more of a problem with that? Why is it our business? What happens to Ukraine? Maybe, you know, to me, it's like it used to be Russia's land. Maybe it should have stayed Russia's land. Maybe it would be better if it were Russia's land. But you'll also see that, you know, a lot of the videos coming out from Ukraine where it's just people partying, partying at clubs. And it's just like, it's not this absolute hellscape war zone that they're trying to make it out to seem. And I just think it's very weird whenever the government is trying to make me support something. So anyway, the moderator was trying to force Trump to pick a side. And I want to play this clip um, so that y'all can hear his answer because I thought it was a really good answer. Better, you know, than mine. What's your question for the president, Caitlin? Hello, President Trump. Hi. Thank you so much for coming. Thank you. Um, the current administration has made it clear that we should continue to provide military equipment to Ukraine so that they can defend themselves. Do you support this decision? And how would you deal with the increasing threat posed by Vladimir Putin? First of all, thank you very much. It's really nice. And it's an important question, so important, because we're giving away so much equipment. We don't have ammunition for ourselves right now. We don't have ammunition for ourselves. We're giving away so much. But here's the thing. I have to say it to start off. No longer matters. If I were president, this would have never happened. And even the Democrats admit that. Putin knew it would have never happened. And his pipeline would have never happened. A lot of things would have never happened. But this Which would never happen. And all President. those dead people, both Russian and Ukrainian, it would, they wouldn't be dead today. And all those cities that are blown up and disintegrated right to the ground, that wouldn't have happened. Okay. Now, here's the problem. We've given so far $171 billion. They've given, meaning they, meaning European Union, which is approximately the same size altogether as our economy. They've given about 20. So we're at 170, let's say, and they're at 20. Uh, you don't have to know too much about history to realize, or geography, to realize that they're a little bit more affected than we are, okay? So they've got to put up a lot more money because they're taking advantage of us like every other country did. That's why I ended NAFTA and replaced it with the USMCA in Mexico. But on Canada. this issue, Mr. President... I should know. I don't know any Democrats who have said they don't believe Putin would have invaded if you were president. But her question is, would you continue to give Ukraine money and weapons if you're elected? What's um, the answer? I have a very good relationship with uh, President Zelensky because, as you know, he backed me up with a, with a phony uh, impeachment, impeachment hoax number one, when he said... The president didn't do anything wrong. So I happened to like, so I happened to like, yeah, that's right. And it, it was, I was totally exonerated, by the way, just a waste of time and money. You were impeached over that. You were impeached over that. But let's stay on topic here, Mr. President, because the question is, would you give Ukraine weapons I was impeached by a crazy woman named Nancy Pelosi. But the Pelosi question here is, would you give Ukraine weapons and funding if you were elected? I would sit down. Let, let me just put it a nicer way. Uh, if I'm president, I will have that war settled in one day, 24 hours. How would you settle that war in one day? Because I'll meet with Putin, I'll meet with Zelensky. They both have weaknesses and they both have strengths. And within 24 hours, that war will be settled. It'll be over. It'll be absolutely over. Do you over. want Ukraine to win this war? Uh, I don't think in terms of winning and losing. I think in terms of getting it settled so we stop killing all these people and breaking down Can you say if you want Ukraine or Russia to win this war? I want everybody to stop dying. They're dying. Russians and Ukrainians. I want them to stop dying. 
And I'll have that done. I'll have that done in 24 hours. I'll have it done. You need the power of the presidency to do it. But you won't I, say that you want Ukraine to win. You, you know what I'll say? In, I'll say this. I want Europe to put up more money because they're in for 20 billion. We're in for 170, and they should an be. And they should the equalize. War. They have plenty of money. They should equalize. I got with NATO when I sat down. I got them right to now, put up Mr. hundreds President. of billions of dollars that they weren't paying under Obama and Bush. And all of these other presidents, that's why they're, they're able to help them fight the war because of the money I got. But I Let's want talk Europe. About what's to, happening in Ukraine, me, Mr. I President. want Europe to put up more money because they're laughing at us. They think we're a bunch of jerks. We're spending $170 billion for faraway land, and they're right next door to that land, and they're in for 20. I don't think so. When it comes to what's happening there, when you were in office, you said that you respected. President Putin, do yeah, you I still do. respect him today? Uh, he made a tremendous mistake. Made it, he made he's a smart guy, you know. I remember I said he was smart, she was smart. They what said he mistake? said President Xi of China, right? Is smart. Okay, 1.5 billion people. He's the ruler of 1.5 billion people. I said, yeah, he's a smart guy. How dare he say he's smart? Of course he's smart. They want you to say he's a stupid person. Okay, he's not a stupid person. He's very smart, he's very cunning. And Putin made a bad mistake, in my opinion. What was his mistake? Was, his mistake was going in. He would have never gone in if I was president. We used to talk about it there. Do you believe that he is a war criminal? What? Do you believe that Putin is a war criminal? He's responsible for the deaths of thousands well, of Ukrainian men and women. Well, I think this. I think it's something that not, should not be discussed now. It should be discussed later. Because right now, we have to get a war. If you say he's a war criminal, it's going to be a lot tougher to make a deal to get this thing stopped. Because if he's going to be a war criminal, where people are going to go and grab him and execute him, he's going to fight a lot harder than he's fighting, you know, under the other circumstances. Uh, that's something to be discussed at a later date. Right now, we want to get that war is? settled. And I'm not talking about the money either. I'm talking about all the lives that are being, the number of people being killed in that war is far greater than you're hearing. When they blow up a city and those buildings come pouring down and they, they say two people were injured. No, no. Hundreds and thousands of people are being killed and we have to get that war settled. Like how are those not perfect answers to literally everything? I mean, Trump has, he's really already thinking. I don't think Trump ever stopped thinking in terms of, you know, being president and what would he do if he were the one in the Oval Office? Not that we even really know if Joe Biden is even really in the Oval Office. Like where is Joe Biden all the time? I don't know. Mostly on vacation. I think I read that he's 40% of the time he's been on vacation during his presidency. Um, but I mean, Trump had the perfect responses to everything he said i just want people to stop dying i don't want to take a side i just want people to stop dying i would have this figured out i would make a deal within 24 hours that's another you know that's another good reason to vote for trump in 24 because he's the art of the deal guy he made so many deals that were beneficial to america without pissing off other nations i mean trump also really understands diplomacy you can't like for her to say and you know she had somebody like a producer in her earpiece saying ask him if he thinks that Putin is a war criminal, ask him, ask him, ask him, but embarrass him. Um, and he said, I'm not going to call Putin a war criminal and then walk into a deal I'm trying to get made in 24 hours to save a bunch of people's lives. That would be stupid. Like the way that Trump kept putting this Caitlin Collins girl in her place was just really, it was really well done. And just even, you know, and she's like asking for the plan. Like, would you plan to do that? It's like he could, he wouldn't tell her. He wouldn't even, he wouldn't 
wouldn't tell her that right now. It's like, it reminds me of the guy in the office. I don't know if y'all have seen the office, but it's one of my favorite TV shows. It's very, um, it's very comedically humorous to quote Michael Scott. Um, but there was a part where this guy was coming in to, um, interview for the manager position. And they were saying, well, what would you do to make this place better when in the interview? And he was like, well, I have this special plan. And they were like, what is the special plan? He's like, I'm not going to tell you the special plan. You gotta, you gotta hire me and then I'll tell you the special plan. Um, anyway, Trump, Trump just handled himself really, really well. And, uh, you know, every time they tried to do gotcha things to him, he spend it right around. And Trump is so he's really at his best when he is just being Trump and being authentic and answering all of these questions from his heart while keeping, you know, the diplomacy and understanding, you know, I, I'm not going to call Putin a war criminal and then get in office and try to and try to strike a deal with him like that's not going to be able to happen. And when he was even when he was uh, talking about how the leader of China, how people were saying, well, you need to say that he's stupid. He's like, I'm not going to call him stupid because then I'm not going to be able to make deals with him. Like this is called diplomacy <laughs> and Trump has it. And Biden is too scared and cowardice to even think about having it. He just hides and goes on vacation, um, you know, or and if he does make appearances, he's falling upstairs or, you know, shaking hands with the air, like invisible person on the stage or can't find his way off the stage or is falling off the stage. Like Joe Biden, every time he even makes an appearance is, is fouling up, is having all of these major gaffes. Trump just doesn't run into those issues because Trump has his head on his shoulders and he hasn't lost his mind. Um, I'm really proud of Trump because I know that it was very taxing on him, you know, spiritually and mentally when they really stole the last election from him. And I was worried that he, you know, maybe wasn't going to bounce back, but he's bouncing back and he's bouncing back hard and i think he's more equipped and more ready than ever to lead our nation and i'm really excited for the future of what i think is going to be so much bigger even than just the maga movement because like i told you guys i was off of the trump train there for a little while i didn't like how he handled covid um and there were a few like personal things personal issues with trump i didn't like but it's just when i make my pros and cons list and i see how few his mistakes are and how minuscule the some of them are i just have to like scratch my head and think well what am i thinking obviously policy wise this is our guy obviously you know economy wise this is our guy um, I also want to see the Ukraine-Russia war stop. I, I, again, do not like the idea of war. We need somebody who can make deals. We need somebody who can sit down and talk to people and isn't going on vacation every day. We need, we need Trump back in office. And I, and I think that it's going to be a bigger movement than just, you know, the red hat wearing uh, what I think a lot of people on the left consider like hillbilly southerner people only, you know, that like Trump. I think it's going to be this huge coalition of all different types of people from all different political, you know, ideologies coming together and, and putting their support behind Trump because Joe Biden has affected people's lives in a very negative way. And people are feeling that now. And so they're going to rally around Trump. And I just think it's going to be a really beautiful I think the next few years are going to be a really beautiful time for America. I hope that it goes that direction. I hope that, you know, I hope that the Trump movement is more like that. And, you know, I have hope because of the people that were in the audience that, you know, again, are probably not the most right-leaning people were there cheering him on, laughing at his jokes. Uh, you know, I think that there's going to be a bigger, a bigger thing happening even than just this Republican Trump MAGA stuff. I think that this is really going to be a 
a, I hope that it's a beautiful time. It could go to one of two ways. It could be, you know, people are more divisive and they're sticking with, you know, Joe Biden more, but I just don't see that happening. I don't, I don't remember seeing anybody wear a Joe Biden hat and even, you know, for 2020. Um, I don't think he has any like super supporters, you know, I think Trump's going to have a lot of, um, a lot of Americans support him and they're not just going to be Republicans either. They're going, I think that a lot of people are going to support Trump and understand that if they don't vote for him, if we don't all rally together and, and get someone who has a brain, has a brain and is an actual leader. Every time Trump is on stage, it's like, you know, he's a leader. It's like Winston Churchill or something. It's just like, that is a leader. Um, so I'm excited to see because I, I know that it could go one of two ways. I know that it could be more divisive and everybody's more separated or we're all understanding Trump is not a perfect guy, but he knows how to lead and he knows how to, you know, make America great because, and we've already seen that. Even if you didn't like some of the things he said, you know, this go around, if you still don't like him, his personality, just turn the TV off and let us have a better economy and let there be fewer wars happening in the world. Just, and, and let us have a safer border. <laughs> like, let us have our, like the country back and have our sanity back and have, you know, it's for you guys too. It's for anybody who really, really hates Trump. It's for you too. He's fighting for you too. Um, I think that it's just miraculous that we even have somebody like Trump that is willing to run because America, you know, from the past few years has really seemed like it just wants to self-destruct and Trump's like, hold up there, buddy. Let's not let that happen. He really loves this country. And, you know, my hope is that he will, you know, I don't want to speculate on Trump's personal walk with Christ, but I do hope that, you know, he is relying on God and he's, you know, praying to God and that he is, he is just spiritually preparing himself for what is to come because it is going to be a pretty crazy, um, 24 is going to just be a crazy election season. So I hope that he's spiritually, and it seems like he is, it seems like he's very spiritually strong right now. And I hope he hangs on to that. And I'm really excited to see and I hope I do see it that everybody, you know, unifies around this just get America back to sanity thing. Like that would be great. I think that that would be great. So I am exhausted because this is a long, long episode, but I did want to get this one out. Let me know what you guys thought of the town hall. You can comment on the Uncommon Sense podcast social media accounts. You can message me. Um, I really like hearing y'all's opinions on everything that's going on. But I think in particular this because there is, you know, a shift happening and I think that we all can feel that and it's a pretty exciting time. It's a pretty exciting time in politics and and for our country. So that is everything I have, and I will see you guys next time.